you are listening to The Current Daily, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Tuesday, June 30th. It is day two of Summer Session 1, and also the last day of the fiscal year. So, do we sing Auld Lang Syne at midnight? We may need a ruling from Cheryl on that. We know that the people that make UC San Diego what it is, the students, faculty, and staff, work hard to make the campus environment as inclusive as possible. And with that in mind, UC San Diego has been named the ninth best public university in the country for LGBTQIA students according to a new ranking by Campus Pride in partnership with Best Colleges. UC San Diego is 17th overall among the top 20. We all play a part in inclusivity, so congratulations. More information about the rankings and UC San Diego's LGBT Resource Center is available on the homepage of Blink. Happy Pride Month, everyone! And now we turn our attention to another achievement. Our campus-wide implementation of Canvas as a comprehensive learning management platform. And just in case you are new to what Canvas, or really any learning management system or LMS is, I will say that it is a content delivery platform that instructors can use to not only organize, but control when and how students can see or otherwise interact with the content of the course on a timeline throughout the quarter. Instructors can also create assignments, collect assignments, and grade assignments within the platform. It also includes opportunities for peer review or discussion or even various types of assessments like quizzes and exams that instructors can assign or grade. And finally, there is the ability to add various third-party tools for additional functionalities. It's basically an instructional one-stop shop for a variety of remote teaching needs. And to help me discuss this achievement, I spoke with Deanna Rusin and Ed Ruiz, Educational Technology Specialists for ETS. For today's interview, it will be me, myself, and I, your gracious host, Miguel Rodriguez of the Daily Current Podcast, talking to two of the ITS staff I have the pleasure of working most closely with. First of all, we have Educational Technology Specialist, Ed Ruiz. Hello, this is what I sound like. And we've got Educational Technology Specialist, Deanna Rusin. Hello, this is what I sound like. Both of you in the last year have had basically your energies completely monopolized by the migration from TriNed to Canvas. So I just wanted to ask you how you think that went. You know, I was on maternity leave and it was great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in terms of monopolize, I I came to this position knowing that that was going to be 100% 100% of my time, you know, unlike Deanna, who was working with Triton Ed and a bunch of other technologies, I came in just as we were signing the contract for Canvas. And so I was able to dedicate really most of my time from the moment I started to Canvas. In terms of how it went, there were always little bumps in the road and there was always things that we could do better. But I think the experience was pretty positive 
we started off with a small cohort, which slowly got bigger. We really didn't have to take any huge steps to elicit a switchover. People started hearing about it. You know, I think I think our team as well, other parts of campus did a really good job of communicating that the change was coming. And a lot of instructors and TAs, some of them were very excited about making the switch. Some of them were trepidatious, but curious. So they started inquiring about it and, and can it do this? Can it do that? And all that sort of stuff. So, so I think anytime we got some sort of inquiry about it, it was a good step for us. I started this project back in 2017 when we first realized is Tritonet still meeting the needs of our community? And our CIO, Vince Kellen, wanted us to ask the community these questions to see if Tritonet was still meeting these needs. We saw, obviously, it hadn't. So this project has really taken up a lot of my focus since then. And being able to communicate with faculty members, what would you like to see in the LMS? What do you dislike about Tritonet? As we were starting to utilize Canvas, instructors were very excited to see how user-friendly it was. And so when instructors would keep coming back, we'd be like, and this feature is new, and this feature is new. And we really had an easy adoption, in my opinion. Coming into 2019, which was our heavy adoption, it definitely was an adjustment. Myself, knowing Triton Ed, I was supporting both of the LMSs. So it was definitely a juggling act between the two. I do want to bring up the concept of the surveys that happened in 2017 and whether or not you think the data from those surveys helped win over trepidatious instructors. We looked at the themes that were the greatest pain point for our instructors and kind of how we changed their minds about the fears that were going to happen with the new system as we said, okay, we realized that these were huge pain points for you in trying it. And so what Canvas offers is it gives you these five great points that were once pain points, but are now ways that you can actually look forward to. We were communicating with the campus via email, also word of mouth, trying to do department presentations, pretty much speaking to anyone that would listen. That worked really well. There were some instructors that did come to our trainings with questions, and so we were able to answer questions. Now, that made some of the workshops and some of the trainings that we did a little more difficult because we didn't always follow the agenda a lot of times or our training outline, but we were able to answer questions. Thankfully, the team was at a point where they were sophisticated enough to be able to answer those questions. The survey, I think, gave some good information, but surveys don't always catch everyone or even the majority of people. So I think that there were still a lot of things that we found out after the fact, after we switched over, that became sort of smaller pain points to those. We do try to, to make those work. Uh, case in point, the need for instructors to share with their students sensitive information they don't want to share with other students. So for example, like seat assignments for an exam. When we were on campus and instructors needed to let their students know which seat they had to sit in, there was really no way to do that. We didn't realize that that was something that they were able to find a workaround in Tritonet. So we had to figure something out in Canvas. We heard enough of that and then went back to our programming team and asked them if they can work something. And they did. We're actually going to be deploying that pretty soon. It's never perfect at the beginning and you learn along the way. How receptive we are to evolution is part of the job. You've both talked a lot about the benefits of the product of Canvas. I'm wondering if you have any insights into the benefits of the company in structure. I'll tell you from my experience from working with 
Blackboard, which power Triton Ed and Canvas, the response time that we get from Canvas is amazing. Case in point, I was helping an instructor today where there was an error with Blackboard, but that bug was not going to be fixed until four years later is basically their timeline. And we're not going to be on Blackboard by then. With Canvas, when we have noticed an error, they're quick within the next month or so, it'll be fixed. You're going from waiting years to waiting a month for an update. So I will say that working with Instructure has been better. There are concerns if they do get large like Blackboard once did, if their support will continue like that. But that's where our team is comes into play, making sure that our connections at Instructure are up to date with what our faculty are requesting, what they need, what is a priority to our faculty, and to make sure that they have a smooth as possible teaching experience. The company definitely does a great job of putting out documentation that people can readily find doing a Google search. We've received more and more tickets where people go in and they're like, well, this is what I tried and I tried this and I tried that. So I think people are becoming a little bit more self-resourceful. They always probably have been, but Triton Ed was hidden behind a wall, at least on the Blackboard side, in terms of documentation. I think there were a couple of other issues there. Branding, for example, that we called it Triton Ed instead of Blackboard made it a little bit harder for people to find information. But this time around, one of the lessons that we learned is stick to Canvas, don't brand it, anything else, people can find information pretty easily. So I will say that there is also a huge network of Canvas schools and Canvas users. So you can also find information from instructors, TAs, instructional designers, course builders, other administrators that provide and shed light on different issues that we might be going through. That is great. One of the big sort of shifts that we need to make as a university is this notion of Tritonet having been what we call an on-prem system, so software that basically resided on our campus that we hosted, that we managed, that we had more control over, to something that's in the cloud like Canvas. The shift there that I'm talking about is we don't have as much control over customizing what Canvas looks like. You know, we can add things here and there, but overall Canvas pretty much stays the same flavor regardless of what school you're at. We can kind of segue really nicely from both of your responses to the next thing, which really is the big elephant in the room with the name of COVID-19. Ed, you brought up the faculty are becoming more self-reliant to a degree using Canvas. And Deanna, you brought up how we're not sure to what degree Canvas's support is going to continue at the level that it has been going. How EdTech is really on the forefront is more important now, especially because COVID has forced everybody onto an LMS, many of whom had never even thought they were ever going to use one. How has the situation made your jobs more important? For me personally, I came back three weeks after COVID hit from maternity leave. It was a very strange time to come back to. At the same time, I was also glad that Ed and myself and the team, we didn't have to be the bad guys of saying you have to switch to Canvas. That, you know, in a way we did have COVID and Chancellor Kosla, which could help us propel the use of Canvas by them saying it's required. It did, I think, help our instructors who were very timid about going to Canvas actually make the push to Canvas because they probably realized 
that if I have to make the switch, I might as well make it now. You could tell that instructors were nervous at first, but as they're getting into their second quarter of now using Canvas, they're a lot more comfortable with what happened. I, I don't know that I would say that it's made my job more important. What's interesting is I want to make sure that instructors are successful. No one wants to be involved with a course that tanks for one reason or another. So everything done, I think everything that our team does is to benefit the instructor, benefit the, the students as much as possible. And we've done that and we continue to do that. And I don't think that'll necessarily change where our, our work is becoming critically important is in this sort of whole notion of remote teaching. Our campus has not really focused on online or remote teaching. So that's certainly something new. And so helping to guide instructors through that process was, was you know, very important, continues to be very important. I think also the whole idea of how do you do exams online has become one of the big pain points this past term and at the end of winter term, because really this all started happening during the final weeks of winter and the instructors were anxious on how they were going to employ their exams and, and make sure that students were able to take the exams. And there's this whole idea of preventing cheating online. That's in a way a holy grail. <laughs> of online learning. So that's something that we have to work on as a campus. But that also is going to push some of our ideas of how we do exams. Coming to UCSD five years ago, I, I realized how young they were in online learning, online teaching. It didn't even exist. And I think COVID-19 has really pushed the university to reconsider having online courses and potentially even hybrid. I had an instructor ask me today, how do we do hybrid courses. I'm like, we're just barely getting to online courses. So I think in the fall, when we have 10 to 12 real online courses, that that will really help push the university into adapting to more online courses. I think both of you will agree with me when I say that the instructors, our faculty and our students have exceeded our expectations in how well they were able to handle a mass crisis like this and the sudden move to remote teaching and learning. I look forward to seeing how it goes now that we are plunging into summer session. I want to thank you both for joining me because you are really at the forefront of the Canvas LMS on our campus, and you've done remarkable work getting everybody ready for it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.